Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Our Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious ones. I'm your host, Ignacia Fortes, and I'm delighted to have here Maria Daza. Welcome to Exploring Our Podcast. Yay! The topic that we're going to talk about today, it's about the history of the Gantt altarpiece. The Gantt altarpiece was painted by Jan van Eyck and completed in 1432 in the city of Gantt and the country Belgium. It's an, an altarpiece that is a piece of art behind and above an altar in a church. It was the first oil painting and is considered one of the masterworks of European art. Most of, uh, one of the most important ones. This altarpiece is made up of a series of framed panels portraying a variety of religious and bi biblical iconography. It was stolen and looted several times as a victory trophy by conquering armies for centuries. This altarpiece was purchased by King Frederick William III of Prussia and placed at the Berlin Museum, of course in Berlin, the capital of the modern-day modern Germany. At the, this museum in Berlin, the front and back panels were separated, which increased the overall view of the paintings, but it, 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 um, it de 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 emphasized the religious context. So it's more viewed as a work of art and not as a religious object or art. Um, I could also add that only one of the original 12 panels have been lost. Um, also that the panels depicting St. John the Baptist and another, the just judge, judge were stolen from the church. So yeah, and then John the Baptist panel was was recovered and that the just judges panel were replaced with a modern copy yeah and this was around like 1945 restoration all the other panels survived and although there's some lingering disagreement about whether they are now resembled in their original configuration giving them many times the altarpiece has been taken apart but still yes yeah that is being taken apart yeah and what about like the history of the again altarpiece and the relationship of the importance like the importance of the the the, the piece of art
you're talking about the tomorrow's history of hand altarpiece, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'll say that discussion of its religious importance and how it's grand depictions of biblical events helped make it a target during the Protestant Reformation. And that was due to the fact that its vivid depictions were seen as idolatry by Protestants of the time. Discussion of how it paved the way for the explosion of religious themes, artworks during the Renaissance period. Right, because this period was like real, like specific. So also, I think we should like um highlight the monochromatic outer panels that I've seen above the frames, like where you can see the the patrons, the statues of prophets, and the um, the the order of the rooms. They're grounded in the material and sensible terrestrial world that they're trying to portray. Yeah. That they did it like like so amazingly. And which also like we see the uh, when the angel Gabriel appears to, to Mary at the moment of the the annunciation. That's like an epic moment when the uh, also when the the altarpiece is opened. Like it's like we're traveling, like transported to another like world, accompanied by prophets, um, in or princes and horseback saints and like more angels. I think that's really like colored and vibrant colors that make them like that make the the altarpiece so like unique, and and itself is like the scene. Is like showing the adoration. It's more than the the religious aspect, but also like we need to point out the discussion of how impactful its creation was, like for many religious people, the, 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 they would devote to this type of like culture. And when it shows like such important figures, like for example, um, of the Christian history, of course, the Virgin Mary, John the Baptist, the Holy Trinity, and of course, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. Like um, also, like, what can we say about like the value of religion? versus the art as a society mm. well in discussion from chapter five we have yeah how like we show we see how we display religious objects as art and it is because the religious qualities enhance aesthetic ones it is also stated in this chapter that several religious objects, such as, for example, plastic dashboards, Madonnas, and cinder block churches, 
have little aesthetic value. While others, you say like Wernicke, yeah, religious awesome. value that enhance their already existing aesthetic value. So that's... Yeah, and that, that's pretty interesting because also the... Um, we can add also the discussion um, also, like as you, you said, Maria, from uh, chapter five, the how the comparison between like Filippo Lippi versus Fra Angelica's work. Such a controversy because like both men painted religious works. But Fra Angelica was re religiously devote and Filippo Lippi was not. Yet no one could tell a difference in the religiousity of their paintings. I think that's super interesting. How can we not separate religious value from artistic value when we have this example of two people, like two men? One who separates the values and yeah, the other doesn't. That, that's like really like, wow. Yeah. But you both have the same results. You, you, you get what I mean? So mm -hmm. I guess that's how art works. It is. Maybe we could go with like another discussion. Yeah, like for example, the knowledge, um, as we say that that happens, this could be like because of the influence by the social contractivism, which focuses on the pure nature of learning, right? So like how people interact with each other, their culture, so how other helps to construct their own, their own knowledge and reality, right? But how about the, the Berlin Museum? Did, did you, did, did it do it like morally ethical? Does it degrade the religious aspect of the artwork? Well, we could say that this discussion regarding the question that you just asked, about what was what the Berlin Museum did morally ethical. Does it degrade the religious aspect of the art artwork? Um, in chapter five. Yeah. Um. It's related to that every society has the right to determine what's ethical according to its moral framework, meaning that. If the society has view or society, if the society views seeing additional parts of the panels worthwhile and doesn't view the downgrading of the religious projection projection unethical, then that means it's not unethical. But the religious aspect of the artwork is not degraded because different believers, sorry, have different objective differences on what constitutes in reality mm -hmm. um, religious values. Yeah, yeah because they're, they're they're different, right? Because they're trying to do like, they're trying to be objectives 
So that's fair. Also, the invoking also part of the part of the chapter five, as you were saying, where religious value is discussed and how it's really relevant, whether a crucifixion of Jesus Christ or John Smith has been portrayed because the religious power of the depiction of a crucifixion carries religious meaning regardless of the content of the artwork. Well, I think that's it. Thank you for joining us so much today. Um, your host, Thank you. Thank Maria, you. thank you so much. We really appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcasts. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> thank you for <laughs> listening, and please join us soon. And remember to stay curious. Bye. Bye-bye, guys.